The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they remind us that there are only a few things that are truly important. The The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, that's because the media has built its house on sand. By the way, does anybody is anybody looking for a pair of invisible handcuffs? I got them for you if you need them. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we tend to be more sponge-like. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? The answer to that is simple. I'm meeting with Don at 3 o'clock today, and I'll give you the answer tomorrow. Ha! Yeah, that's right. How'd you like that? Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome! To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. Our technology is dying on the vine. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, how do you handle intense disagreements with one another, brothers and sisters in the Lord, or just brothers and sisters? How do you handle that? Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. Boo-hoo, that'd be sad. Don't let it die of loneliness. We want you to reach out to us. Maybe you got a praise report. Share that. People will be blessed by that. Maybe you've got a prayer request and you want to have prayer. We're going to be praying for Roger again. He's got some health issues. We're going to be praying for him in a little bit. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is this is a fellowship. It's not your church. And if you don't have anywhere to go to church because you can't go to church, it can become that, okay, a little bit. But the idea behind this is that we fellowship, we strengthen one another, we bless one another, we encourage one another as we see the day of the Lord Jesus Christ getting closer and closer and look up because your redemption draws nigh. It's getting closer and closer and closer and closer. It's closer today than it was yesterday. Aha! So therefore, we want to encourage one another, strengthen one another, bless one another. There's a couple ways to get a hold of the show. One of those ways is you can take an airplane ride to another city and then call in, or you can just call in from where you're at. All you got to do is call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. 
Let me say that again in case it, it got by you. Ready? Ready? All right. Ready? Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. When you make that call, you will end up talking to Captain Chris. That's nice because we can't talk to one another because our communication system's not working. But he can look at me and make faces. Besides that, when you talk to Captain Chris, let me explain to you how that what that's like. That's like ordering fast food. And in the speaker that you're talking to, they get everything right the first time. Oh, sure, that never happens. And then you will be... I did mention to you, uh, I think I mentioned to somebody that I have done that before. I went through a fast food... I went through a fast food, and I did that, you know, where you're supposed to order, right? I did this. It's true. My wife will bear witness. She will testify for me. She uh, be a faithful witness. And I said, uh, uh, I want two tacos. <laughs> so I didn't use my normal voice. I used my Batman voice. I want two tacos. Anyway, uh, bottom line, uh, if you also want to text us, you can do that. You text 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. A little Jimmy Stewart there for you. <laughs> okay. You can also send an email, David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. We'll send you up to the website. Why are we going to do that? A couple of reasons. Uh, not the least of which is we can use some money, and that's always helpful. Plus, there's free books on the website. Come on. What an opportunity. Go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Okay. <laughs> All right, that is somebody hitting a golf ball in space. I can't hear you. It just buzzed my ear off. <laughs> He goes, All right. we got a great system today. Uh, somebody waiting to talk. They had a question, a comment, a thought, whatever the case. Send them on through. Let's have some fun. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Can't hear. Uh, let's try that. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, good afternoon, Sergio. Hey, Sergio. How are you, my brother? Good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm just doing. I'm doing wonderful. I went to the doctor and he looked at me and he said, "You need help." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, I'm glad I'm paying you for this." <laughs> so, 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 is, uh, are, so, let me just get this out of the way. So, are you officially a PhD doctor? I, I am a doctor of ministry, which is different than a PhD by five classes, but <laughs> just so you can know. But that, that I am an actual doctorate, so I am actually titled, and it was official, the uh, conference uh, happened this morning. I am actually titled Dr. David Spoon. Actually, it's Dr. David Scott Spoon, but that's besides the point. Yes, I am a doctor. Wow. Well, right out of the gate, man. Congratulations. I know, I know that... Uh... Where there's a, a big endeavor, there's a big, you know, there's a lot of uh, sacrifice, and uh, I know that Noel put up with a bunch of stuff probably, and your whole family, and congratulations, man. 
I thank you so much. And you are wise beyond your years to to specifically nail down Noel put up with a lot. <laughs> that was great. But you are wise, wise for saying that. <laughs> well, hey, let me uh, let me just ask something or throw something at you, and uh, sure. I'll hang up and listen like I always do. But so I've never, you know, with all the time that I've heard that, that I've been listening to to the radio show, and I know, and I know it's scriptural, uh, uh, scriptural, right? Scriptural, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, scripture, scriptural. scriptural. Um, I know that I know that we, you know, if you pay your taxes, if you pay your overdue library uh, books. And if you're nice, and if you kiss babies, that's not enough, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, I, I want, I want your take. What, what is the David Spoonism's explanation on how do you get to where we all want to get to? Okay. And um, how do you do that? And um, how do you convince other people that are not walking the same path that you're currently walking by them saying, "Hey, man, I'm a nice person. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a good person. Just leave me alone." How do you convince that in your take? And uh, like I've always told you, David, thank you for all you do, and uh, I'm great that I uh, I'm grateful that you crossed my path in my life. All right. Have a good one. Uh, all right, brother, love you. Thank you for that question. Another brilliant question by Sergio. I'm just gonna have I'm gonna have a separate section on the radio show called "Brilliant Questions" by Sergio. That's just how it's going to be. doesn't mean the answers are brilliant, just the questions are brilliant. Okay, all right, here you go. So what he's trying to find out, and there's a couple of things in that, because you ask one question, but it kind of flies into a couple of different areas. First, it's this. It's how is it that, you know, you get before the Lord, and if I have, and I've done good things, how is it that I'm not going to get in, especially compared to other people who are like, wow. I'm not them, and I am glad. Here's the big understanding, and this will really uh, make it clear. It only takes one sin in a person's lifetime to separate them from a holy God who does not fellowship with sin. In other words, it only takes one. You know, there there are seven deadly sins. No, every sin is deadly, in fact, so that's not even accurate. Besides, that was just a a thing that church was using to try to get people to do better. Here's the bottom line. God is perfect. So if you think of perfect as a 100% white piece of paper and you make one mistake and that mistake is a color blue and you have to drop just a drop on your little white piece of paper and it's blue— the 100% white piece of paper that God is is not going to fellowship with the piece of paper that has blue on it because it's not fully white. It's got blue on it. It's stained. And once it's stained, the fellowship is broken. So the issue then becomes, well, gosh, then how can we ever get to a place where we are and we're good enough or where or we're our little sheet is 100% white and there's no stain on it. And the answer is you can't by yourself. You can't do it. So when Jesus died on the cross, he was the only person who lived an absolutely perfect, sinless life. And what happened is that he died, and he wasn't supposed to die. I really encourage you to read the lawsuit gospel, which is on the website under the book, The Jewish Christian. Jesus never did anything wrong, and he died. When we do something wrong, that's sin. We we breach the commandment of God, then we die. That's the penalty. You sin, you die. Jesus didn't sin. He still died. 
So what happened? He sued because he got hosed in the situation. He never should have died. He did everything right. And what he sued for was simply this. Everybody who believes in me, they have my righteousness that I had. That Even though I was killed, I shouldn't have been killed. Nobody's getting to use my righteousness. Therefore, everybody who believes in me gets that righteousness put on top of them. And they then see you, Father, in the perfect white sheet with no stain. That's the redemptive story of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then the question becomes, well, wait, what about people who do a lot of really good things? Aren't they good enough? The Bible says all our righteous deeds are as filthy rags before the eyes of God. Nobody will ever, ever, ever do good enough. It'll never be good enough. It can never be good enough because it's not perfect. So in order for us to have that perfect white sheet, we need somebody to do that for us because we are sinful. Jesus makes that offer. That's why salvation is a gift. That's why it's received by faith and not by works. Here's something you're not going to like, though, as I'm going to throw towards the end of this. The Bible says the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. Not everybody's going to believe it. Not everybody's going to receive it. Not everybody's going to say, okie dokie. It's not going to happen that way. What's going to happen is some people will say yes and some people will say no, and you have no control over that. Your job is to share, and then the rest of that is up to the Holy Spirit working on a person's heart and whether they say yes or whether they say no. So I'm just going to walk you through what we call a Romans road. Just do it real quick so you can follow the sequence. The reality, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many is all? All. Okay, good. All right. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. Uh-oh. So the situation or the reality is everybody sinned, and they fall short of the glory of God, and the result of that sin is death. The remedy. Romans 6.23, the last half of the verse. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then Romans 5.8 says, God shows his love for us and that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. Even though we were bad and we were terrible people, the love of God is extended to us through the life of Jesus Christ. And, the, and everything hinges on the response. The reality is we're all sinners. We're going to die. The remedy is Jesus Christ. The response is everything. Romans 10, 9 through 10, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you call on the name of the Lord, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord, if you believe in your heart God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Here's the reassurance. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes, continual believing, believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's the reality. The reality is we're sinners doomed to die. The remedy is Jesus Christ. The response is to believe in Jesus Christ and to receive by faith given to us through grace. And the assurance is if we believe, we will live forever in fellowship with God. The sad part 
is you cannot make anybody believe. Actually, you really can't make anybody not believe either, but that's a whole separate theology. What you can do is share and ask the Lord in prayer for that person to have a soft enough, softened heart. And if they decide they want to reject Jesus Christ, that is their decision. But you don't let friends and family and people you engage with determine where you're going to spend eternity because it's not about the journey. It's about the destination, especially when we're talking about heaven and hell. Okay? All right. That's uh, our straight-out answer there. Then we're going to take our break, come back, and we'll get into our teach. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, let's get into our text. Colossians chapter. We covered everything, right? Okay. Colossians chapter 3, verses uh, 2 through 4. Whatever you do, or I'm sorry, it's uh, actually Colossians 3, 24. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically. Is something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord because you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us that whatever we do, now I've, we've gone through this a couple of times and we have to go through it uh, multiple more times to really grasp it. But that phrase, whatever we do, happens to mean whatever we do. That's what it means. And we're supposed to do it enthusiastically, with an eagerness, not with an obnoxiousness, with an eagerness to do it as unto the Lord. So the things that we're required to do that we have to do, there should be a disposition, an attitude of enthusiasm that is connected to the Lord. It's not that you like to do everything, but if you can understand that in the doing of it unto the Lord— you're doing it with a different priority in mind. You understand that? In other words, what you do, do it unto the Lord and do it with this attitude of a full heart and an eagerness. I had somebody, I'll say her name, Susie Lopez was at uh, KPRZ. She was the direct marketing director. Uh, Susie did the marketing director for San Diego. She said something to me one time that was so profoundly simple, it was irritating because I had to do something for a client because that's what you had to do at Salem. And I was like, blah. All right. So she said, Dave, she goes, if you can't get out of it, get into it. And it was like, that was really good advice. If you can't remove yourself from it and you have to do it, at least do it right. I mean, do what you're going to do and do it with the right attitude. Do it with the right spirit. Do it with this uh, uh, better mindset. And I think she was more right than wrong. No, I'm not talking about doing bad things or anything like that. That's, that's, that's weird stuff. I'm talking about doing it as unto the Lord and recognizing that when you do it that way, it is from the Lord and only the Lord that you will receive the true eternal reward. You might uh, go through whatever your process is, but when you do it as unto the Lord, you can recognize that the Lord is the one that brings the reward. And that's just living your life for the Lord. And that's just good, right? I mean, that can't be a bad thing. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes all. Hallelujah. 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're hoping that if we do a trivia question, the phone stuff works. We don't know for sure. What happened is last night somebody came in and uh, fixed the system. Oh, they fixed it, all right? <laughs> No, no, that happens. Everybody relax. I mean, I, I I do goofy things all the time. So Sergio called in, and that worked. So that that that's fine. So we're gonna hope that this works. Here's your first trivia question. Uh, we'll see if it works. Uh, who said in the New Testament in the Book of Acts? And I've done this one before, so you guys should get this. That's my nice response. Uh, I pray. Of whom is the prophet talking about? Is he talking about himself or some other man? Who said that in the book of Acts? I can't tell you who said it to because that kind of gives everything away. But who said that as he was hopping about in his little chariot thing or in his little, you know, scooter? Well, it wasn't a scooter. (laughs) He was hopping about in his scooter. Okay, maybe not. Uh, Who said, of whom is is the prophet speaking? Is he talking about himself or somebody else? Who asked that question in the book of Acts? And for those of you that listen to us on Thursdays, you really should know this answer. I mean, that's the nicest thing I'm going to say to you all. Uh, If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can uh, text in. What can they text? They text in 214-210. 8483, as well as you can send uh, an email, david at he must increase.org. So, in order for me to do the DNA, I'm going to have to do it by myself because uh, I don't know if they can hear you. Can they hear you? They can't hear you. So, uh, and unless you just want to hear Chris going, which I don't think you want to hear. Uh, I'm going to do it on my own. However, I do know that Chris is holding pink ping pong balls in his hands. Ha, ha, ha. I saw you. All right, here we go. DNA stands for draw closer to the Lord. That's daily. That's daily, Chris. (laughs) That's daily, Chris. Draw closer to the Lord daily, which means spend some time with the Lord every day. Does it have to be perfect? No. You just got to spend time with the Lord. It's two minutes. Or 20 minutes, or an hour and 20 minutes, although that's fun too. I got a message for And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, 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 never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. And A, always be ready to serve. Chris is saying to serve behind the, the booth here. To serve. And that just means you're not just focused on yourself. Isn't that a nice idea? Not just being focused on yourself, but being focused on other people, which then alleviates how intense your situation is because you actually are helping carry somebody else's burden, and then all your attention, energy, and focus isn't on your burden, and somehow that just makes things better. There you go. All right. Trivia question one more time. I'm not even going to get to the things I want to get to. And just think about this. I'm talking about Christian chaos in the next hour. Do you think the enemy's upset? I do. All right, uh, here's the trivia question. Who said in the book of Acts, uh, this is the book of Acts, uh, uh, tell me, I pray thee, please tell me, who is the prophet speaking about, himself or some other man? Who's he talking about? Who said that? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214 210 
888-528-2583. I want to take this time to pray for our audience so we might not get into the normal teaching that we do on Wednesday. But yeah. So, it's all right. You know what the doctor said, right? The doctor met the guy, and the guy's like, I'm sorry, you don't have very long, uh, and you're not going to make it very long. He said, well, what can I do? He said, take two aspirin. The guy goes, was that going to help? The doctor goes, good night. <laughs> good night. Okay. Uh, let's pray because we want to pray for people's health, and I want to pray for specifically for Roger again. So let's do that collectively. Let's join our faith. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. You're fantastic, Lord. You're awesome to us. We are so indebted to you. You give us grace. You give us mercy. You give us salvation through Jesus Christ that we can never deserve. It's a gift. We receive it. For those that can't receive it, we weep. And, Lord, we just want to thank you for your healing power and your touch on people's lives. We lift up our brother, Roger. We call him Roger again, Lord, because he called in again. He got stuck with that title, Lord. We love him, Lord. But he's got some infections going on in his joints where his feet and his uh, legs are. And we it's beyond us. It's just not beyond you. And because you are Jehovah Rapha, because you are a God that heals, because you have mercy, we're asking you to do that very thing in his life. Be merciful to him and heal him. And we've got other people, Lord, that are hurting. They're hurting physically, deep. They're fighting against disease, against cancer, against things that are killing them. And, Lord, we're praying for mercy and for grace. We've got people that are fighting against uh, different elements, different struggles with their limbs, different parts of their body. Please bring your healing power. Touch these people's lives. It's not because any of us are worthy. It's because you're generous, because you're gracious. And we ask you to bring your healing power into their lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. Uh, boy, you guys, this next uh, uh, third, fourth, fifth hour of whatever, <laughs> boy, it's going to be gonna be some weird stuff going on here. Uh, let's uh, do this. we got to give the answer to the trivia question. Uh, the question was, who said, uh, who is this person speaking about? The prophet? Is he talking about a prophet? Or is he talking, who's the prophet talking about? Himself or he's talking about some other man? And the answer is the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8, verse 34. He said that, and it was our buddy Philip who began at that very portion and began to teach him about Jesus Christ. And the way of salvation. Isn't that cool? That's cool stuff. All right. We'll take our break. Then we'll come back. And you better get ready because I have no idea what's going to happen. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. 
Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And you're thinking, that's a great verse, Dave. What does that got to do with Thanksgiving? Right? Because that doesn't have any application except for God is pictured here as always was, always is, and always will be. And a person who is walking in the dynamic of continually giving thanks is looking at their past with thanksgiving, is looking at their present with thanksgiving, and is looking at their future with thanksgiving because God has operated in the past, the present, and the future, and you have a past, a present, and a future, and when you look at your past and you operate with thanksgiving, and you look at your present and you operate with thanksgiving, and you look at your future and you operate with thanksgiving, you're operating in those principles with God, and if you look at your past with thanksgiving, guess what you won't have. You won't have bitterness. And if you look at your present with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A trusting and a confidence. And if you look to your future with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A hope for a better tomorrow. All these principles operate if you will continually walk in thanksgiving on every aspect and element of your life. You won't be bitter. You'll be trusting God and walking in confidence. You'll be looking for a better tomorrow. You'll be operating in the principle of faith. You'll be honoring God and you'll be setting yourself free in your partnership with God, how can that be bad? How can that be bad? It blow my mind. Crying out loud. We should be thanking God for, oh, but this terrible thing happened. But look how God brought you through it. This terrible thing is happening, but look how God is bringing you through it. Hey, when they start shooting Christians, look how God took you out and brought you to him. I mean, it's like it's all together. You can't escape this. If you look at your life with a continual feast of thanksgiving, you'll have a continual feast. The David Spoon Experience.